0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 364.
1: 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones that you did do. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide
0: you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit, with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Joe Pepitone. Joe, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: I'm ready for off. All
0: right. It's great to have you here. Joe Pepitone owns Pepitone Creative Services and Joe Pep Automotive Portraits. He's a graphic designer and illustrator with a real passion for automobiles. For over 20 years, he's created everything from comic books to graphic novels. And he actually worked at the Archie Comics for quite a bit of time. But his real love is drawing classic cars. His automotive illustrations are bold, bright, colorful, and whimsical. And he'll create one of his fun illustrations for you of your favorite vehicle. that will be a lifelong keepsake that'll bring a smile to your face. So Joe, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your career? And of course, your passion for automobiles. And I know you just returned from Hershey. so. Sounds like you've been having some fun.
1: A lot of fun. Mark, thanks so much for having me today. You're welcome. uh, My career started back in uh, 73. That's 1973, not 1873. (laughs) And it was back in the days of when uh, computers didn't exist. Uh, Basically, when they did, no one knew what to do with them. But I went from being a paste-up artist to an assistant art director to selling typography for a number one firm in New York called Pastor to Pamphles and Rampone. I worked with the all-time greats of the day. And it gave me a deep respect for typography, which I use now when I do uh, poster designs. And uh, to me, that's an art form unto itself. Uh, as the years went on in the 80s, uh, I had an opportunity to work as an art director for Archie Comic Books, which was just a fantastic opportunity. Things that I always loved was working with graphic novels. We did time period pieces for uh, the 40s, the 50s and the 60s and so on. Uh, the best part was, is that we got to see the old, the actual old comic book from that time. And what would I always look for? Cars. What kind of cars did they illustrate back then? And the funny thing is, is that when I was uh, uh, interviewed by Mark McCord at Hemming's Classic Car Magazine, I told them about how the comic books use cars and how they get the kids excited about uh, the new vehicles out. So uh, they liked it so much that they did a daily blog, and I think it's called Archie's Cool Rides. And we had Corvettes from the 60s. We had uh, the Model T jalopy that the kids used to have in the 40s. And it's it's like a time capsule, but uh, the, the thing is is that uh, I owe everything to Hemmings. Hemmings gave me my break. Uh, I, I used to illustrate cars. Uh, we had you know kids' birthdays coming up, where my wife Dawn would say, you know, we need new tires. <laughs> so you know, you, you're just uh, doing some extra work when you go home. And uh, the day came when Mark McCourt contacted me. And asked me if I'd be interested in doing an editorial. Well, when he first called me, I said, Mark, I says, I have already a subscription to Hemmings. He says, well, we know about that, Joe, but we want to do an auto art editorial. I was floored. And that changed everything. And within a year and a half, I left my job of 20 years and I work at home. But the most rewarding thing is when my son Kyle comes home from school, I'm there. That's it.
0: You know, I think you figured it out. You figured out the Cars Yeah secret, and that's wrapping your passion for cars into your vocation. So, wonderful story. We're going to hear more about what you do as we move through our conversation here. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Joe, take the wheel.
1: I love Mark Twain. Number one, he was, uh, he was, I would have loved to have had a cigar with him, (laughs) but, and he was also a typographer at one time, but the quote that I really enjoy the most from him that fits me to a T is, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones that you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds, in your sails. Explore, dream, and discover.
0: Oh, such a great quote. I love that quote by Mark Twain. He's one of my favorites as well. So it sounds like you figured out how to do that. You figured out how to cast those boat lines off and, and sail into the sunset, or in your case, drive into the sunset in the cars of your dreams. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? Tell me about that pivotal moment, if you can remember it, when you really knew that Joe was a car guy.
1: Well, this goes back to 1959. I was five years old. And being a kid of the baby boom generation, you know, there were days you were a good kid and then there were days that you were bad. But when I was good, my parents would let me watch Elliot Ness and the Untouchables with Robert (laughs) Stack. Oh, yeah. And in this was watching on a Philco television set. And sometimes we'd have snow and sometimes we didn't. Uh, And for you people uh, that were born in the 70s and 80s, you didn't have to deal with that. They always had these cars from the 30s. Well, you think about it. 1959 was only 20 years past from 1939. Right. So for me to see these cars that you would see once in a while in town, uh, they were far and few between, but you would see them parked and that. It, It just, it was exciting. I loved it. Course, if a car flipped over, that was even more exciting. <laughs> but my grandfather always says to me, uh, or said to me, he said, You know, it's like you, know, you enjoy looking at those old time cars. And that stuck with me. Matter of fact, my grandfather, he would drive me around town, go for a ride. And at that time, he had a 56 Pontiac. And uh, he would point out, Well, this, this certain person has a car in this garage. And, or we would see a car parked in the backyard. And this was this was the building blocks for me, uh, uh, for my passion of the future. Little I know that I'd be doing this for a living now.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Wonderful, wonderful childhood memories. Absolutely. What I'd love to do now, Joe, is crawl under the hood, as I always say, and uh, take a look at some of the roads you've traveled down and ask you to share a huge challenge or a great failure with me and the listeners here today. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation? What did it teach you? What did you learn from it?
1: Well, in 1974, I was 20 years old. I saw a car. It must have been coming from a car show. And I it looked brand new. And, you know, my dad, he was a, uh, a letter carrier. My mother was a bookkeeper. And... um you know, you didn't see Mercedes Benzes in our, in our town. I grew up in New Brunswick, New Jersey. And it was, you know, I'm a uh, see the USA in a Chevrolet kid, you mm-hmm. know. Chevys, Pontiacs, Dodges, Oldsmobiles, DeSoto's. Those were the cars that I would see. Living a block away from Rutgers University, you'd see the college kids with the Volkswagens, uh, the carming gears. But I saw this old car. I couldn't remember what it was. But I got in my head, I have to restore a car. Now nobody in my family knows how to fix a car or had a garage, so there was a guy at school, and he was selling his 1954 Pontiac Chieftain. Well, this Chieftain had 20 hard years; uh, the coral, the coral orange paint that was on it, was now faded off to uh, pink, and the uh, The roof that was like a a cream white was now a flat white. The interior wasn't bad. But what I learned when I was being interviewed by Mark McCourt, I says uh, that you can't restore a car with your dad Sears wood tools. (laughs) And uh, uh, I would have a friend of mine that uh, worked at a uh, uh, auto parts store. And when they were throwing away primer paint because it expired or whatever, he would say, here, take it. So it was spray cans. Little I know, you know, it's like the right way to do it is tear it down to the rail, put it on a rotisserie, and have it, other people work on this. But, of course, I was only 20. And so part of the car was painted primer red. Part of the car was painted, painted primer gray. And it looked like a German Luftwaffe, <laughs> which really riled my father. But in short, what I learned from it is, is that you have to have the right tools to do the right job. And you have to have go-to people to go to for advice. And at that time, I didn't. Uh, The only person I had was a friend of mine uh, that was going to vocational school to be a mechanic, and his father was gonna take out the engine. Now, what made this car unpopular was that it was a Flathead 8. It was the last year of the Flatheads. It was an unpopular year, so they stopped making parts, what I was told back then, in 1962. They also told me I'm going to have to go to swap meets, and I'm like, "Well, this could take years." There was no such thing as internet, right? So they couldn't even take the engine apart because they just—it was impossible to find parts. Uh, so my father basically came up to me, says, "Listen, Pep," he says, "I'll pay for your art school if you get rid of this thing." <laughs> a little bribery, and, and call it a day. <laughs> and this is after a year. The only thing I regret. Is that I had the hood ornament in my hand, mm. and now I see what the hood ornaments go for. Yeah, but a car like this now, fully restored, I've seen can run between sixty and eighty-five thousand. Sure,
0: absolutely. But
1: it was a, it was a life lesson. Yep. It was a life lesson
0: definitely, absolutely. Well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love sure. for you to share what I like to say an aha moment about your career. It's a time when the headlights come on and illuminate your way to this new idea, this new direction that you had, and Tell us the steps that you took to turn that aha moment into your success.
1: Being a father of two, my daughter Ryan and my son Kyle, and my uh, wonderful wife Dawn, you're always looking for ways to make extra money. So I would get home from Archie Comics at around 7, 7 o'clock at night. And a friend of mine had asked me if I could draw a car. I said, sure, I could draw a car. Well, an artist never says no. <laughs> so I, I illustrated the car and it must've been for 50 bucks and then 50 became a hundred and then a hundred became two. And it was always great. As, as I mentioned before, you know, it's like, you know, we need tires. Oh, birthday's coming up. Oh, we have an anniversary thing to go to, Uh oh, leak in the roof. And it was always good money. Somehow the folks at Hemmings got my artwork and that changed everything that and, uh, that was the aha moment where it was, I never thought of my work as something that would ever grace the pages of this magazine. Mm -hmm. And that was the aha moment. And the thing, the best part was, is that after the, uh, the article came out, the phone started ringing. I mean, really ringing. And uh, I was working, I, we'd have dinner, kids would go to bed and then I'd work until one, two o'clock in the morning, then get up at five to go catch a train. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But if this is what you want to do, you have to make a sacrifice. Yep. And I was a little bit younger then, so I could do it. And when my wife, Duane told me, she says, uh, would you like to leave where you're working? I said, sure. And uh, she says, well, do it. Well, it took me six months to get the nerve up. Sure. Yeah. And because you're always working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife works in education, so... We did it. And so that, was, that was, it. It was it. was The aha moment was when a, a major recognized publication wants to do a story. And that was, that was the aha moment. Then they put me on the map, but then it was up to me to show the world what I could do.
0: Absolutely. You know, this is a fantastic story for our listeners because there's a word I like to use, sidepreneur. If you're working in a career and a job that you may like, but it's not exactly what you want to do and you have an idea of what you want to do, start doing that on the side. But it takes hustle. It takes time. I mean, listen to what uh, Joe just said, working until one, two in the morning and then getting up three hours later and going back to his job. You don't just do that once. You do it over and over and over and you build something on the side, a la sidepreneur, until it can take over and you make that move, that pivot, if you will to create something on your own. Absolutely fantastic story. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. How about proudest career moments? I'm sure you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out for you?
1: Well, I'm doing my work, and I get a uh, phone call from um, Nancy Gates, who uh, works over at the uh, Antique Automobile Club of American Hershey. And she asked me if I would be interested in, in displaying my artwork. And she says, if you have any pieces for sale, we could sell them. And I get off the phone. My wife says, what's wrong? You know, it's like, it's one of those, like you're dumbfounded. Yeah. I says, a car museum just called me and they wanted me to show my work in Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, I know of, I know of the uh, the museum. I know the Hershey for me, but this was like, Cinderella getting invited to the ball, <laughs> and now and I always wanted to go to their function night at the museum, but it was it was something where never got around, you know, never went to it. Mm-hmm. But it was like I'm going to be a part of it. Yeah. So I never sold my prints outside, and it was always the commission, and then the commission would be uh, shipped to uh, my client. And uh, so now I got to have my work framed and get some samples printed for sale. Sure. And you don't know, do you make 20 of each or one of each? You don't know if it's going to sell. And if they don't sell, then I guess you could wallpaper a room with them. (laughs) Great Christmas
0: gifts for all your friends.
1: So that was in 2011. And that was... That was wonderful. I met uh, fantastic artists. uh, That there, Dan Reed. He's a Hemmings artist. uh, Bill Bravo, Mark Watts, and every year now, this is my fourth year back. uh, We it's like the art boys get together. Yeah, you know, and we clown around and have a great old time. And uh, but that was that was the proudest because it was now because uh, Hemmings show the world what I could do. And now this museum sees this. And it was just a fantastic, it was wow. (laughs) It was the the triple wow factor, as I always say on Facebook.
0: Very cool. I love it. Great story. Let's have a little bit of fun here, Joe. What was your first really special vehicle? And if you could share a memory you have with that car.
1: Well, the 54 Pontiac Chieftain was fun. But I bought my father's uh, 1966 Mercury Monterey. And I remember coming home from Boy Scout camp. And here's this beautiful, long, metallic automobile with red wall tires and a vinyl roof. And there's my dad standing by the car. And we got out, unpacked our gear. And I said, is this our car? And my father says, who told you? I said, nobody told me. The, the smell of the car, I can remember. Uh, my parents were always famous for if you got a new car, uh, you had to throw pennies in the glove, glove box just in case if you break down. <laughs> you know? And we would go for the traditional peppertone ride. And then after that, we'd pick up my grandparents and then we'd go all out for dinner. Yep. And, that, and that was that was really special. Well, my father was getting a, a 19, 1971 Bonneville with a 455 four-barrel which any who designed this car listening, I'm sorry. It's an ugly car, but it was gigantic. <laughs> but my father said, would you like to buy the Mercury? Mm-hmm. And I bought it for $350 <laughs> and I had it from 1971 to 74. And uh, I just love that car. And anytime if I go to a car show and if I see a Mercury like that, I always tell the owner, I had a car like this. Can I sit in it? Yeah. Because you figure the last time I sat in that car was 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you say, wait a minute, this steering wheel feels thin, you know, and and, in the in the in the seat that you thought was a mile long, the bench seat in the front isn't that long anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But that was that was my that was my favorite car.
0: Very cool. Well, that leads me into the next question, and that is seller's remorse. Is there a vehicle that you've let go in your life that you really wish you had back in the garage?
1: Again, it's like I'm the see I'm, I'm the, C, C the USA in a Chevrolet type of guy. Mm-hmm. Didn't grow up with the expensive cars. Uh, they just weren't around. And, uh, but I wouldn't trade it for a moment. But in 1978, I purchased a uh, Chrysler LeBaron. Mm-hmm. My friends were saying to me, Don't buy a Chrysler; they're going out of business. (laughs) But this car was back then was considered a midsize car. If you look at it now, it looks like a very large car. Right. And uh, it rode nice. It was it was a pleasure to drive. My friends made fun of me. Oh, it's an old man car. Cost me fifty two hundred dollars, and it was loaded. And it has a half uh, Landau roof on it and with the little lights on the side. Uh-huh. I guess it was it had the Corinthian leather. You know. <laughs> the fine Corinthian leather. So my friends would make fun of me. And I says, come on, let's go for a ride. Well, after the ride, it was like, oh, this is nice. This is luxury. I go, yeah, <laughs> not bad for an old man car. But it was nice. And uh, I see them now. And they go for... Around seven thousand dollars, so it's like it's almost the same price as what it was brand new. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, uh, but that was then; and this is now. If I still had it, I, I would, I would really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on right now, today that really has you excited and fired up?
1: Well, I have two things, if I may. Yes. Uh, this This past spring, I started working on a project for a client. Like, I, because of contracts, I can't tell name, and I can't tell what I'm working on. But it's occupying a lot of my time. I can't even show the images on social media, so I always like to place on Facebook uh, what I'm working on for the car gal and guy out there. And uh, I'm going, well, I, I don't want to put up repeat stuff. So my wife uh, Dawn says to me, she says, well, you know, you go to all these these car events and you take hundreds of pictures with your camera. Why don't you do something with it? So I started looking, and I love the close-up of an automobile because it's – an automobile is just lines and curves. And then if you just get it right, it's a piece of artwork. So I call it Joe Pep's Auto Pics. Well, I started posting, and uh, within around two weeks, I'm seeing a lot of likes on the uh, – on the posts. So that tells me the public likes this Mm -hmm. and I have a fan page and I can see how many people went to the page. So that I'm working on and I'm eventually uh, going to open up an eBay store and I'm pricing them for the car gallon guy that they love cars, but they can can never afford a commission. Mm -hmm. So I figure something under $20 it's signed and it's sent to them. Nice. And because you know what? it's These people are fantastic to talk to. You know, every car has a story. And the next exciting thing uh, happened at Hershey. I was invited uh, by the Antique Automobile Club of America Museum at Hershey to have my own event exhibit. Nice. In my own room. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm calling this The Art of the Automobile. Uh, it's going to be from... March until May of 2016, and it's going to feature, one part's going to be uh, photography and one part's going to be illustrations. And they even said I could have an automobile, I think having an automobile in the center of the room because that's that's like the crown jewel. So they say they can get a small car into this room. Yeah. So I'm really I'm really excited about this. So these are two things that I'm working on right yeah, now.
0: Yeah, congratulations. Awesome. Thank Again that thank entrepreneurial you. spirit coming out of you. So
1: fantastic. You got to do it. You got to do. it.
0: Just do it. Yep. Throw the boat line away and sail into the sail into the sunset. Maybe sail into the the sunrise. Let's not say the sunset. Sunset. <laughs> sunset might sound a little bad there. All right, this is a very introspective question for you, Joe. If Joe Pepitone was a car, what kind of car would he be, and more importantly, why?
1: Well, I always keep gravitating to these old Pontiacs. And uh, I saw the, I think it was uh, Gateway Restoration in St. Louis. They were selling a 1954 Pontiac Star Cheap convertible santa claus red with a white interior and a white rag this just reminds me of the days when you would go into sears and you would see red bicycles and red wagons and you could smell the rubber uh, in the bicycle department and i see this and it's like if i was a car that's me you know because it's you see it you don't see many of them which is which what i enjoy so if i was a car i'd be a 1954 pontiac chieftain
0: you know that makes sense when i think about your artwork and the brightness and the vivid colors and especially going back to comic book days and in the playfulness of all of that yeah it is very much 50s era 60s era those hard black lines surrounding everything very cool i like that that's why i like to ask that question So, Joe, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of Metrovac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. Metrovac is the right choice. Learn more today at metrovac.com. Use discount code carsyad 20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at carsyadcom slash sponsors. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NoCo Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state of the art technology from Noco, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at geniuschargers.com. Okay, Joe, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So, you ready? Yes, I'm, I'm all set to go, Mark. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: best thing is change your oil every 5,000 miles and treat your car as you would treat yourself. And that came from my grandfather. This was a guy that, when he was 16 years old, worked for an International Motor Car Company in New Brunswick, New Jersey, which became Mack Truck. Ah. And he always told me that. And it always stuck with me.
0: Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years?
1: We live in a society nowadays where everything is instant. I mean, think about it. We're talking, I'm on the East Coast, you're on the West Coast, but it seems like you're in the next room. My advice is slow and steady wins the race. Think things over. Find out how it can be obtained. And uh, it's almost like a game where it's like, well, if I need to get this, how can I get to that? Mm-hmm. Or how can I have people interested in this? So uh, you have to be patient. There's no quick uh, quick uh, remedy for this.
0: That's a real entrepreneurial aspect of persistence and patience. And, of course, hard work and everything else that goes along with that. But uh, great, yes. great comments. How about a resource? I know there's lots of them out there. We talk about the Internet and all these ways we can find things. But is there one in particular that you really enjoy?
1: Well, the... Uh When I get my Hemmings Daily blog, Mm -hmm. they have history, they have cars for sale. That keeps me up to date as to uh, prices of of vehicles. And it's good because it's like not that I'm in the market to buy, but it's that you talk with people and they'll come out with these these questions like, why had a 64 Impala? What do you think that would go for now? Mm -hmm. And then they're shocked to hear what it is. Right. Uh, I remember when I told my father he had purchased a brand new Pontiac Catalina in 1959, Came with a radio and a heater and black balls. That was it. That car sold for $1,995. Well, a car like that now, you're talking 60 and up. I
0: know, it's crazy.
1: And he, he was shocked. He was shocked. He says, you could have bought a house for that. You know, LinkedIn, I follow LinkedIn all the time. See what's going on with that. Facebook, Facebook is, to me, it's it's like your neighborhood car show. Mm-hmm. You know people are proud of the pho- uh, photographs that they take. I have my, uh, my, my car pals all over the world. Uh, it's a great way for me to contact my car friends up in, in Connecticut and uh, and also down here and what I find down here is that uh, uh, I'm a member of the antique uh, AACA Cape Fear chapter mm-hmm. and the cars that we have down here are different. Well, not different, but you see more of like, say, like Pontiacs down here and uh, uh, different types of Chevys, whereas up in Connecticut, you wouldn't see that, you know? Sure. So my resources are those. And it's, uh, to me, I think I'd be lost without them. <laughs> the
0: know? world is really, really open up for everybody. And it's uh, it's a great joy to see people around the world and their passion for cars and what they're doing with cars. It's really fun. How about a book? Is there one book in particular you think the Cars Yow listeners would enjoy reading?
1: This is a book that I feel that if you have a, a young person that's interested, getting interested in cars and uh, in even all ages, it's open for all ages. This book, I think, is, it has a good story to it that I can tell you and I like to share with our audience. Uh, the book I love is Those Wonderful Old Automobiles uh, by Joseph Floyd Clymer. And as a young man, he collected all, old advertisements, and I think in the early fifties he made a book. Mm-hmm. Well, I got this book for Christmas in the early sixties, and I loved it. I mean, you're looking at a car called a McIntyre that looks like a horseless carriage, and you're seeing things that you'd never seen before. Well, you know, as time goes on, you go off to college, mom cleans the room, and certain things disappear. Well, this book disappeared, and I always liked it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say around 10 years ago, I come into the office and I'm, one of the girls uh, saw this book at an auction, not knowing I had this book as a kid. Oh, wow. And here it is on my desk.
0: How cool is I'm that? Like,
1: it was like seeing an old friend. Yeah. And I, I have it in my studio and it's, it's great. <laughs> you know, logos or pictures. It's just, to me, it's a fantastic book. And the great thing is you can buy this on Amazon. You can nice. buy it used or you can buy it new. Very cool. So that's, that's my suggestion.
0: Great that's resource. Cool. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources Joe shared with us at Carsia.com slash Joe Pepitone. There's also a great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books with links to this book and all the 365 past guests now here on Cars yeah. All right, Joe, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the cost because today I'm going to write that check. What would that one vehicle be and why?
1: I saw this car at the 2009 Fairfield County Concourse to mm-hmm. And I've seen pictures of it, but to see it in person, it's Malcolm Prey's 1937 Delahaye 135M Roadster. Ooh. This is Art Deco at its best. Such a beautiful machine. It's the triple wow factor, as I always say. And to look at it, uh, when I saw this, I had taken a photograph of it, and I said, you know, I'm gonna illustrate this for myself because I just love it. And I did, but you know, the funny thing is if you see a photograph, or you see one of my illustrations of uh, the Roadster, it looks like a gigantic car, but it's a small sports car. Mm. But it's it's just beautiful. And uh, you see, if you look at the car head-on, uh, the wheels are inset so that when the tires turn, the the outside fender is flush. There's no there's no wheel cavity there, and it's it's just aerodynamics uh, beyond measure. So that that's that's it. When can I pick this up?
0: <laughs> well, you don't need to pick it up. I'm going to ship it to you, so don't worry oh, about that. Yeah, what I'll just pal. have it delivered to your own personal garage. You know. What's interesting about your choice here is you did cartoons, comics for twenty years, right? Twenty plus years? Yeah. Those cars have a very cartoon like sense to them almost. You remember those old cartoons with the the uh the wolf driving the car and that Wolfie. That had, Wolfie that had those big fenders and when the car went around the corner, the whole car bent with the corner. Yeah. So I think that's a great choice for you, Joe. Perfect choice. Joe, you've taken me on a great ride today, and I knew you would, and I really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 37 Delahaye?
1: Well, thank you very much. Mark, you know, it's... You hear people, I'm going to buy a house when I have the money. I'm going to get married when I have the money. I'm going to get this when I have the money. Well, you know, the problem is that that's in a perfect world or maybe on your favorite television show. The thing is, is that there's never a perfect time. And if you want something, if you truly want to work at it, it, it's better to work at something and fail and say, well, you know, it, it didn't work. And it's, this is for the person that, well, let me go to night school and let me try this. Let me get an education, a better education you know, if you could think about it, but if you never do it, you know, it, you'll never know. If I didn't go to Hershey this year, I wouldn't have met these wonderful people and the wonderful stories that they tell me mm-hmm. about their cars. Sure. And networking. And if I didn't go, it would have never happened. Sure. You know, I would have been telling you about the taking the garbage out and the pouring <laughs> rain we had down here in North Carolina for the past. That would have made
0: weeks. for a very boring car show yeah interview. A little bit. A
1: little bit. <laughs> But the thing is, is that at least try, you know, and a friend of mine told me can't means I won't. So yeah, you have to try. you, you got to do it. And then once it starts rolling, it, it, it's the greatest feeling in the world.
0: Great advice, especially for those entrepreneurs listening here on Cars. Yeah. If you have a passion for cars in any way, Joe's a great example of how you can do it. All the past guests here on Cars.io are great examples, but you've got to get up, get out there, and do it. Turn off the TV, get out from behind the computer, and get out there and have some fun. Great advice. And what's the best way
1: for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing, Joe? Well, the best thing is I love social media. You can find me uh, on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. My pen name is Joe Pepp, so that people don't think they're going after the baseball player, Joe Pepitone, who <laughs> played the New York Yankees, who's a very talented guy. But I'm better looking. <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that they could see my work. Uh, my Facebook page is uh, only automobiles. Great. It's uh, my wife Dawn. She handles the family stuff. But the thing is, is that it's uh, I'll post other people's work. Because I like to give credit where credit's due. You know, photographers, artists, you know, it's uh, it has to be seen. But uh, I would say Facebook and LinkedIn. And, of course, uh, you know, the good old phone number and email address. Do you have a website as well for people? I have a website. It's, uh, now this is going to sound uh, 1990s, <laughs> <www>. <laughs> Pepitone Creative Services. There you go. It has cars. It has logos that I've done uh, and uh, and spot illustrations.
0: Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Joe shared with us today at CarsYad.com. Just put Joe in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up with all the links so you can go check him out. Check him out on Facebook. Look at what he's up to. I think you're going to have a really grand time. So, Joe, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your journey with the listeners and with me until we talk again i'll see you down the road
1: mark thank you so much and remember happy motoring
0: (laughs) absolutely thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to CarsYa.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of filler up